Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Without further ado, Evangelist Janice Taylor, checkmate. One hour and 59, cent, 59 minutes. God bless us, Taylor. I'll see you next week. All right, Apostle, God bless you. Well, praise the Lord. Glory be to God. I want to begin by just saying thank you all for tuning in tonight. Thank you for just showing um, the love of God and um, being uh, attentive to the word of the Lord. It is um, it is such an honor to come before you with God's holy word. So I just want to say thank you tonight for uh, being a, a, a listener. Just thank you for, you know, uh, coming in and not subscribing, but just for listening. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So uh, there is a word from the Lord on tonight, but let me just begin with a greeting and the blowing of the shofar. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Lord, we thank you. Opportunity. The word says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What are we sounding the alarm for? To wake up the church. Glory be to God. To wake up God's people. Hallelujah. God's people have been asleep. Hallelujah. For quite a while. And the enemy has come in and sold tares among the weak. Hallelujah. But we need to wake up the church. Glory be to God. So at this time, hallelujah, we're calling for the church to wake up and be who God has called the church to be. Glory be to God. So uh, I want to just bring greetings to you. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor with the Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Uh, Our web address, you can find us on the web at www.walls.com. Walls of Fire Deliverance, MIN.com. And uh, that's our web address. And if you want to email us, you can email us at JET245 at MSN.com. If you are interested in speaking with us, you can call us 336 830 0601. Glory be to God. If you are being blessed by this ministry, I encourage you to sow a seed into this ministry. You can do so at PayPal or through Zelle, and you can use our email address. Again, that's JET245 at MSN.com. And I would like to invite each of you that are listening to the sound of my voice to join us. Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time for um, the sweet hour of prayer. Now, we come together and pray for one hour every day, Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. And then on Sunday, you can join us at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for one hour of prayer. And this is modeled... uh, After what Jesus told the disciples, can you not pray with me for one hour? And the answer is, yes, Lord, we can. So if you can join us for prayer, 
and pray with us for one hour on the sweet hour of prayer. The phone number <clears throat> is area code 425-436-6333, and the code is 716-5050. Again, that phone number is 425-436-6333, and the area, the um, code, the access code is 716 716- Five zero five zero, followed by the pound sign. And God has blessed the ministry. The ministry is expanding. We are now in Germany. God has blessed the ministry um, with a, um, a branch over in Germany. So every Thursday at 2.30, we are on uh, Zoom. And um, the web address um, you can call us and get the web address, or you can email us at jet45 at msn, and I will send you the web address for the Thursday Bible study in Germany. And uh, I'll give you the meeting ID and the passcode. But we want you to come. We want you to be present with us. And we began this Bible study at the leading of the Holy Spirit, and uh, I received a Macedonian call from Germany, and they asked, can you come over and help us? Well, I didn't physically go to Germany, but we are, we are coming to Germany every Thursday at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time online through Zoom. And I tell you, we had a, a wonderful group today and uh, a wonderful uh, 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 time together today. I met so many beautiful and just, I don't mean beautiful uh, by looks, although they, are, they all were beautiful, but I mean just beautiful spirit. Each person that came on just had a beautiful spirit. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited at what God is doing. Uh, I didn't plan any of this. This is all the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in his eyes. And if you can't join us for um, the sweet hour of prayer or for the Thursday um, Bible study at 2.30, we encourage you and we implore you to please pray for us. We are, um, are just trying to do the will of the Lord and um, by reaching God's people. Glory be to God. And he said that we would go out into all the world and um, make disciples. So I thank you that God has given me this opportunity to share the word of God with women. And it's not just uh, women from Germany. We have English-speaking people. Uh, some have dual languages. And we also have people from uh, um, Austria, and from different parts of the world, just tuning in to this Thursday Bible study. We have an interpreter, so you don't have to worry about, well, I don't speak German. We have an interpreter. And uh, I just thank God, hallelujah, for what he is doing in this ministry. Walls of Fire is going hard for God because we believe that the harvest is, is, is plentiful but the laborers are few, and God is raising up this ministry as a laborer. 
glory be to God, to go and reap the harvest for him because we believe that Jesus is coming soon. Now, with all that said and done, I want to share a testimony with you all um, um, very quickly. This morning, I spoke with a pastor in India this morning. <clears throat> he called me, and um, we began to talk, and I hadn't spoken to him in quite a while. And he told me um, that, uh, you know, he called because he wanted me to pray for him. Well, I wanted him to pray for me, but nevertheless, we prayed for one another. So he told me that he needed prayer. So I began to pray for this pastor. And I'm telling you, God, he, he, he did a mighty thing. He did a mighty thing on the prayer line. So we prayed, and, um, and I know this man of God. This was not just some fly-by-night, oh, somebody from India. No, this is a man of God that I have known for quite some time. And so he called today, and we had prayer. Um, but he shared a testimony. He shared a testimony with me that really, uh, it just really got my attention, and I want to share it with you tonight because I think this is going to bless somebody. So the testimony was this, that um, his brother, which I knew, this is a pastor of pastors because he has uh, planted several, this, is, this guy is from India, and he's planted several churches in India for the Lord. And uh, I mean, like, there should be probably up to 20 churches by now. He's done 20 church plants. And so he told me about his brothers. He has a, a lot of brothers. And he told me that his brother named John paralyzed. And so I remember praying for his brother John. Well, he told me today that his brother John is no longer paralyzed. He is up walking. He has become a preacher, is a pastor of one of the churches, and his wife, who was barren, is now pregnant. I got to give God some praise because God is on the move. Glory be to God. This man was paralyzed, paralyzed, unable to walk for a very long time. And ever since I've known uh, this pastor, he, his brother could not walk. And um, the brother is now walking, and the brother is preaching and pastoring a church, and he is also, <coughs> excuse me, he is also um, about to have a baby. His wife, his wife, who was barren, God touched her barren womb and opened it, and she conceived. So I, I was so blessed by this testimony. I tell you, I actually wept on the phone while I talked to him because uh, it was just an unexpected blessing. But you know what? I don't know why I say unexpected because this is the hour of expectation. This is when we really need to turn the dial up concerning 
our expectation. We need to expect God to show up, expect God to show up, just expect God to do what he has always done, and that is to be God. Glory be to God. So I just want to share that with you. I pray that that blesses and encourages somebody as it has blessed and encouraged me. So with that said, we're going to go right ahead into tonight's message. <clears throat> Got a little tickle in my throat, but we're going to keep going on anyway. Amen. All right. So those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus. Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We'll give you a moment to turn there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we praise you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So we're going to see what the Spirit is saying to us on tonight from the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And this is what it says. The word of the Lord says, and Moses said unto the people, ye not. (coughs) Excuse me. That's a word right there. Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. (coughs) I don't know what this is that's gotten in my throat, but it's got to go in Jesus' name. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Glory, hallelujah. That is good news. Glory be to God. God gave Moses a word, and the word is, first of all, don't be afraid. And the word fear not is in the Bible 365 times. I believe that's one time for each day. I believe that's a daily dose that we need to be reminded not to be afraid. Now, there are situations that come upon us, and sometimes they look larger than life because the enemy always tries to magnify um, things to make them look bigger than what they are. But God sent this word, and he said, fear ye not. And then he said, stand still. So many times when we get afraid, we begin to look for something to do. We try to come up with a strategy or something, how we can figure out what we need to do. And often, we don't need to do anything. In most cases, there's not anything we need to do except call upon the name of the Lord and then believe when you ask him, and then receive what you ask him for. It's time out for us trying to mess in God's business. It's time out for us trying to uh, uh, 
not be afraid, not try to do anything, just stand still and wait on the Lord. See, when you have confidence in God, you can be still. You don't, you're not frantic. You're not pacing the floor. You're not losing sleep at night. You're just resting in the confidence that you know, my God got it. He's going to take care of this. I don't care how monumental or colossal it may seem. We need to rest in the Lord. That's what the scripture says in Proverbs. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Glory be to God. And he shall bring it to pass. And so Moses told the children what God was saying. These are not Moses' words. These are God's words. And Moses said that the Lord said unto him, Fear you not. Then he said, Stand still. And then he said, See the salvation of the Lord. Now, that means watch, observe what God is about to do. Glory be to God. And he said, which he will show to you today. In other words, this ain't a long way off. You're going to see this today. Just sit still, don't be afraid, and watch what God do. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You know, many times the enemy he tries to use intimidation tactics against God's people. He's like uh, uh, the so-called big bad wolf. He wants to huff and puff and make you think he's going to blow your house down. He might huff and he might puff, but he's not going to blow your house down. And when we listen to the enemy, we begin to panic because the enemy's voice and the lies that he tells is for the purpose to instill fear in us. Now, fear is not from God, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So we need to have the word of God inside of us so that when these things come against us, we can rehearse the word of God. So many times the word of God uh, is not in us, and therefore, when, when trouble comes, we begin to panic. You know, we, 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 we're quick to say when everything is going good, we walk by faith and not by sight. And the minute trouble hits, all of a sudden, we run around like a chicken with our head cut off, trying to figure out nowhere in Scripture does it tell us, God's children, to figure out what to do. Nowhere in Scripture. What we have to do is take the matter to the Lord in prayer, believe that you receive it, because his word says, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. So we have no reason to pray and then don't think God is not going to do it. But we got to believe. we got to believe. we got to believe. we got to take God at his word. So, when we see these crazy things begin to happen, we don't need to go into panic mode. As a matter of fact, that's a good time to sit down and sing you a worship song to the Lord. That's a good time to praise your God. That's a, and also, that's a very good time to reflect on what God has already done for you. The song says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all that he has done for me, my soul 
cries out, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. So when we remember what God did for us the last time, because this ain't the first time you and I have been in trouble. This is not the first time we've been challenged uh, 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 by the enemy. This is not the first time we have been attacked by the enemy. This is not our first rodeo. So we have seen God's hand move on our behalf before when there looked like there was no way out. So we don't need to panic, but we need to rehearse the last victory that God gave us. Glory be to God. How God showed up and he showed out on your behalf when everything else was saying it's a wrap. It's over. Oh, it looked like it was over, but it ain't never over till God says it's over. So Moses told the children to fear not, to stand still, and to watch and see what God was going to do. He said the salvation of the Lord. Now, then he said, which he's going to show to you today. So he even told them when it was going to happen. And then he said, uh, the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see them again no more. And he couldn't stop right there. Then he said, forever. Glory be to God. Now, if that won't uh, 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 give you some confidence, if that won't make you uh, uh, drop uh, all the fear and all the worry, you won't see this enemy that you're dealing with again no more forever. Glory be to God. I mean, that's permanent. That is permanent. This is going to be taken care of permanently. This is not going to be a recurring situation. This thing going to be done and over with for good. Why? Because God is about to show you something. He's going to fight for you. So the title of this message tonight is Checkmate. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And we're talking about the immensity of God's great power. See, I don't think we understand that sometimes. I, I, I think we know that God is good and, and we know that God is great, but we don't know that God is almighty and he's got all power in his hands. That, that doesn't seem to have registered in our heads yet and it hasn't made it to our hearts yet. You know, we sing the song, our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. We sing that song, and it is true, and that song is so beautiful. But you know what? Sometimes I think we just sing them songs, and we don't listen to the words that we are singing. From the beginning of time, God has been revealing who he is and demonstrating his mighty power. One of the names of God is El Gabor, the mighty warrior. When the prophet Isaiah foretold of the birth of Jesus 700 years before Christ was born, um, he described him in Isaiah chapter 9 as the mighty God. On countless occasions, 
God has shown up in seemingly impossible situations and demonstrated his mighty power on the behalf of his people. God has opened barren wounds. He has controlled the fire in the fiery furnace. He put the lions to sleep. He sent a raven to feed the property lodger. God rained down fire on Mount Carmel and on a water-drenched altar at that and still burnt up the sacrifice. He has raised the dead, healed the sick, opened blinded eyes, fed 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves, slaughtered 185,000 Assyrian soldiers that was coming against Israel. And he killed Goliath, the giant, and all his brothers, made the sun stand still, and made a donkey talk. Now, that's just a portion, a very small portion of the things that God has done. And somehow, if we just knew those things, if we just believed those things, we would never be afraid again. But when it comes to our situations and circumstances, you know, we got, we know, yeah, we know God did that back then, but this is now. But if, if, if we believe that God did those things back then, which he did, then we have no reason to fear. It, it, it amazes me how we read the Bible and we see how God parted the Red Sea. But yet, when it comes to our personal situations and circumstances and challenges, we don't believe that God is able to do these great things in this day and time. Because we act like, oh, 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 that was back then, but, but this is now. He's the same God. He said, I am the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I change not. So God hasn't changed. He hasn't. Uh, his power has not diminished or anything. Credible displays of his mighty power. We have seen the raw, unlimited immensity of God's power. But wait a minute, there's more. God brought forth his only begotten son by overshadowing Mary, his mother, with the Holy Ghost. And he placed her in the in, in Mary's womb, and Mary was a virgin. Now, so he did it all so that he could be crucified for the remission of your sins and my sins to reconcile the world unto himself. Now, I know many of you have heard my testimony, but I want to share it tonight in this message. I want to tell you how for more than 13 years of my life, I was strung out on crack cocaine. I was in and out of jail, in and out of prison. I've been raped repeatedly, robbed, beaten, stabbed, shot at, and left for dead in an alley. But God, good God Almighty, God had a plan for my life. And it wasn't the plan that the enemy had for me. So God saved me back in 1994 
when I was dying and on my way to hell, God saved me. I didn't get saved in a church. I got saved in the county jail. In the basement of the county jail, I was folding sheets and towels. I was doing the jail's laundry. And God saved me. He had mercy upon me. I heard there was no preacher there. There was no choir there. There was actually no ministry going forth. All I heard was a song on the radio by the Dallas-Fort Worth Mass Choir. And the song was entitled, Another Chance. And as I listened to that song, I felt broken inside. The Holy Spirit began to convict me of my sins. And I repented right there in the basement of that jail. I began to listen to the words of the song. It said, I'm sorry, forgive me, clean me up, and give me another chance. That was, they were singing my song. That was exactly what I needed to tell God. And I began to tell God that I was sorry. I asked him to forgive me and to give me another chance. I asked God, please don't let me die and go to hell. I asked the Lord to save me. And I asked the Lord to reveal himself to me. And I told the Lord, if you will save me, I will serve you till I die. That was what I said to God. That was not what somebody told me to say to God. That came out of my heart. I was crying and making so much noise that an officer came from upstairs, downstairs in the basement, in that laundry room, and he said, what is all this racket going on down here? And the girls that I was folding the laundry with said to me, leave her alone. She's just talking to God. And he turned around and went back upstairs where he was. And I continued my conversation with God. And when I got through talking to God that day, I didn't even care about those women being in that laundry room. It was like they weren't even there. When I got through talking to God that day, I knew one thing. As a matter of fact, I knew two things. I knew that I was saved, and I knew that I was going to serve God till I die. I also knew that I wasn't going to be a prostitute no more and that I was never going to use drugs and alcohol again. I knew that I was going to live the remainder of my life for God, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't even have an address. I was homeless when I went to jail. I had nowhere, nowhere to lay my head. And I remember that while I was in jail, after I gave my life to Christ, a sister sent a message to me down to the jail. It was a Christian lady, and she said to me, Jan, tell Jan she can come and stay with me. So God provided 
a place for me to live while I was in that jail. Then when I got out of jail, I went to her house to stay there, and she allowed me to stay with her just as she said. A year after I got saved, God filled me with the Holy Spirit. He told me that he would, and he did. He kept his promise, and he filled me with the Holy Spirit because God knew that I was going to need the Holy Spirit to make it. Glory be to God. He knew that I wasn't going to make it without his spirit living inside of me. And then God began to uh, uh, teach me his word. Through the word of God, I learned that God was nothing to play with and that God was not to be trifled with. I learned how holy God is and how powerful that he is. So I, I, I had no intention of ever going back on my word with God because I believe that had I done that, I would not be here today. Glory be to God. So God, he filled me with the Holy Ghost and began to live inside of me, and he taught me so many marvelous things. But God taught an ex-street, an ex-crack-addicted street prostitute how to pull up her panties and live holy. Glory be to God. He gave me the desire to present my body to him as a living sacrifice. I'm telling you, God did all of this. There was no preacher in that uh, jail basement. There was no uh, uh, choir. There was no minister. It was me and God and a song on the radio, and God radically saved me that day, and I have never been the same. Well, I was working in that laundry room with some women from another cell block, and when we finished working, they went back to their cell block, and I went back to mine. And they began to tell other people what had happened in that laundry room. And they said, they bet against me. They said, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back on crack. And they said, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back prostituting. And then they said, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back in jail. And I have to tell you tonight, 30 years, and God has kept me. And all the glory belongs to him. All the honor belongs to him. And all the praise belongs to him. Now, I called on the name of Jesus that day, and he heard my despairing cry. There is power in the name of Jesus. Somebody's listening to the sound of my voice right now, and you need a miracle. You need God to intervene in your circumstances, in your situation. You need God to come and break those chains that have you bound. You want to stop doing what you're doing, but you have no power. Glory be to God. I want you to know you can call on the name of Jesus. Glory be to God, because there is power in the name of Jesus. 
and there's power in the blood, wonder-working power in the blood. Glory be to God in the highest. I tried everything. I tried N.A., Narcotics Anonymous. I tried A.A., Alcoholics Anonymous. I tried C.A., uh, Cocaine Anonymous. I went to Step 1, and, and I went to all kind of, uh, of 12-step programs. But let me tell you something. When I got born again, when I got my B.A., see, I tried N.A., and I tried AA, and I tried CA, but I had to get my BA born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. You must be born again. Those programs could not help me. I needed Jesus. Glory be to God. Because I needed Jesus to do an inside work on me. I needed Jesus to come and do surgery on my heart. Glory be to God. God alone can take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God alone can take nothing and make something. The earth was void and without form. And God said, let there be, and it came to pass. There is nothing too hard for God and nothing impossible to them that believe. Glory be to God. God is great and greatly to be praised. Let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Glory be to God. You see, our God is a consuming fire. He will shake the nations once more. Glory be to God. He said, once more, I will shake the nations. I will shake everything that can be shaken so that only that which cannot be shaken might remain. Glory be to God in the highest. Don't be moved by what you see. Our God is still on the throne. He reigns and he is in control because he's got all power in his hands in heaven and in earth. Your situation, your circumstance may be difficult. It might look difficult to you, but you have to remember who our God is. It's not too hard for God. If God can save a crack addicted, street prostitute, a wretch, a wicked wretch like me, there's nothing too hard for our God. He's alive, and he's not a dumb idol like the gods of the world. Glory be to God. Our God reigns. Everything is moving by the power of God. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. Glory be to God. And he brought up my soul that I should not go down to the pit. He turned my captivity like a bird that has escaped out of the snare of the fowler. The Lord set me free. And the Bible says that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. For this cause Jesus came. He came to set the captives free. He came to break every chain that have you bound. God sent his Son Jesus to deliver his people and to bring us up out of whatever situation you are going through. He came to open the prison doors and to loose the bands of wickedness. He came to give us beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He came to build up the old waste places. He might be glorified. Only God can do a work like that. Only God. He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 
Glory be to God. He can take what's old and make it brand new. God has power to give you a new name. He will make everything new. Glory be to God in the highest. He will make everything new. He said, forget ye the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Glory be to God. It shall spring forth. I'm doing it now. It shall spring forth. And shall ye not know it? Yeah, cut it up, shaking. Glory be to God. God is doing things that people don't even think he's able to do. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He will take the scraps and the broken pieces of your life because nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. Just like he told uh, his disciples to take up fragments after he fed the 5,000 with the two fish and five loaves, he said, take up the fragments. And the Bible says that they collected 12 baskets of, of the fragments. Glory be to God. God is able to take the fragments of your broken life. He's able to take the pieces of your wreckage. He's able to take what's left. Glory be to God. If you will just give it to Jesus, hallelujah, he'll take what's left. He'll take what's left, and he'll make a brand-new vessel out of you. You see, only God can take the vessel that was marred. I don't know about you, but my vessel was marred. I was a vessel of dishonor, and God put me back on the wheel instead of throwing me away and made me into a new vessel. And today I can honestly say no bragging on my, on my part. All the glory belongs to God. I can honestly say today that I am a vessel of honor. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the immensity of God's holy power. Now, when we look at this uh, passage tonight, we see that this was a promise made to the children of Israel. He said, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. And then he went on to say that the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Let me tell you something. I do believe, glory be to God, that the children of Israel looked dumbfounded when Moses spoke these words to them because they were trying to figure out how God was going to help them. First of all, they had come to the end of the road. They were standing in front of the Red Sea, and Pharaoh and his army was behind them. And Pharaoh's army, was he had over 900 chariots, glory be to God. And the children of Israel, they didn't even have any weapons. Glory, hallelujah. But I read in the word that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Glory be to God. So they didn't have any physical weapons, but they had someone who was fighting for them. Their God had told them, <clears throat> the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Glory be to God. Sometimes you just got to be still. And hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. My grandmother used to say that all the time when I was a little girl. 
She would say, hold your peace, be still, and let the Lord fight your battle. Glory be to God. I didn't know what that meant when I was a child, but I understand it today. Hallelujah. So um, Pharaoh and his army was coming behind them, and the children of Israel were terrified. Let's look at verse 21. And the Bible says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by an east wind all that night and made the sea dry land. Now, if that ain't a miracle, I don't know what is. God sent a strong east wind, and it cut a highway through the Red Sea, and it made the children of Israel go through on dry land. We're talking about a sea, not a pond, not a little puddle of water, but a sea, and the sea rolled back, and, 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 and it, it was congealed, uh, and, 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 and it was on the right side and on the left side, and God cut a highway through that Red Sea. And the children of Israel went in the midst of the sea upon dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them, on their right hand and on their left. See, they could have never imagined how God was going to work this thing out. They just knew that they had no power to do it. And they stood there at that Red Sea. And all they had to do was stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Glory be to God. Because God was fighting for them. So they stood there. And they walked through the sea, the midst of the sea, upon dry ground. Glory be to God. Well, Egypt saw what God did, and they decided, we're going to do what they do. Now, you remember when um, Pharaoh's magician, when Moses uh, uh, dropped down his rod and it became a serpent, Pharaoh's magician did the same thing. But Moses' serpent swallowed up their serpent. Glory be to God. See, you are no match for God. The devil is no match for God. I don't care what the witches and the warlocks, I don't care what they're working with. They don't have no power. Glory be to God. Like the power of our God. Ah, I'm talking about the immensity of God's power. He is the mighty warrior. El Gabor. Glory be to God. And so they went through on dry ground, and the Egyptians went in after them. That's where they made their mistake. They miscalculated. Glory be to God. And they went through, hallelujah, uh, the midst of the sea. Even Pharaoh and all his horses and all his chariots and all his horsemen. You know, Pharaoh was crazy because Pharaoh said that, he made the Nile River. You know he had to be crazy because uh, he, 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 no man can make a river. Glory be to God. And he also said that he was God. And the people worshipped him. Glory be to God. But Pharaoh was about to meet God. He was about to meet the true and living God. Glory be to God. So Pharaoh uh, followed uh, behind the children of Israel. And they went behind them 
with all their horses and all their chariots and, and the horsemen. And I, 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 I can imagine that when the children of Israel saw Pharaoh and his army coming behind him and heard those horses hoof and, 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 and saw all that uh, uh, commotion, that they were even more afraid than they were before they went through the Red Sea. And the Bible says that it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. You see, God confounded them. Glory be to God. He took off their chariot wheels and they drove them heavily. Glory be to God. And the Egyptians, they did catch on. They said, "Uh, we better get out of here because the Lord is fighting for them. Glory be to God. You see, that God God will even cause your enemies to say that the Lord is working for them. We better leave these people alone. Glory be to God. But sometimes it, 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 it can be too late. Glory be to God. And so God, uh, he, began, he took off the chariot wheels, and they realized something is not right. Something is not right. This has never happened to this army before. Pharaoh was known for having a mighty army. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out your hand. See, that's why you got to learn to follow God's instructions and obey God to the T. You can't obey part of what God said. You got to do it all, even though it don't make sense. Glory be to God. You got to trust and obey God, even when you can't understand And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians. God allowed the the Egyptians to get down into the middle of the Red Sea. And then God told Moses, stretch out your hand. And, And when Moses obeyed, glory be to God, the waters closed out. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned. What was on the left went back to the middle. What was on the right, and the sea returned. In other words, the highway closed up. Glory be to God. When the morning appeared, the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew them in the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariot. And the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea. Oh, I tell you, that's checkmate. That's checkmate. Oh, it's over now. That enemy that you see today, you won't see him again no more forever because the Lord shall fight for you. You shall hold your peace. Glory be to God. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord. All you got to do is be still and wait on the Lord. Glory be to God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your path. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Glory be to God in the highest. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen. And the host of Pharaoh, you see, that was Pharaoh's mighty army. Pharaoh boasted himself on having a mighty army. But the, uh, but the army of Pharaoh was not greater than the army of the Lord. Glory be to God in the highest. Pharaoh underestimated God. He miscalculated. Glory be to God. He thought that these were some little ragtag people. And even though they really were, he left out. 
he left God out of the equation. The Almighty God, El Shaddai, Jehovah, glory be to God in the highest. He left him out of the equation. Pharaoh did not know who God really was, but on this particular day, Pharaoh was divinely introduced to God. Pharaoh had a divine encounter with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Pharaoh found out that he was not God. Glory be to God in the highest. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. But God drowned Pharaoh and his horses and his chariots and the host, all the hosts of Pharaoh. And the Bible says that the sea came after them. There remained not so much as one of them. The enemy that you see today, you won't see him again no more forever. Checkmate. Pharaoh made all his moves, all the moves that he could make, but he had made his last move. The Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw, remember, the uh, verse of, uh, of 13 says, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. The people feared the Lord and believed the Lord because they saw the word of the Lord come to pass in that same day. Glory be to God. Oh, the song that's coming to my mind right now is let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Israel saw God work a work on their behalf, and it was for God's great name that the other nations around might know that there is a God in Israel, and he is the true and living God. And the Bible says, then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song, unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider have he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Glory be to God. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host have he cast into the sea. 
His chosen captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 20 and 7, some are trusting in chariots and some are trusting in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. I'm talking about the immensity of God's great holy power. Our God is awesome. It's not just a song. It's not just a Christian cliche. It is true. Our God is the true and living God, and he alone is worthy to be praised. Glory be to God in the highest. Daniel said it this way. He said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. Glory be to God in the highest. That's Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 22. Don't you ever get it twisted. God is in control. Not the president of a nation, not the government, not kings or queens, not anybody is in charge but God. You see, God is sovereign. He alone reigns over the hearts of men and women. God is still on his throne, and he has never abdicated it. His power is unsearchable and inexhaustible. God is past finding out. He can move mountains. He can do anything but fail. You can experience God's mighty power in your life today. All you got to do is confess your sins and repent of them. Then ask God to forgive you and accept his total cleansing. The word of the Lord says that God, hallelujah, is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness if we confess our sins. Glory be to God. And he will cleanse us and forgive us by faith. You can receive total cleansing and forgiveness by faith in Jesus Christ. In him alone, glory be to God. Let God arise and let him demonstrate his mighty power and his great love for you today in your life. Glory be to God. I'm telling you, the Lord will fight for you. He will fight for you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 20 and 15 says, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid by reason of this great multitude. Don't be moved at how big somebody is. It might be a corporation. It could be Merrill Lynch. Don't be afraid. Glory be to God. For the battle is not yours but God's. We remember Goliath, how Goliath was a formidable giant, and everybody in Israel's army was afraid of him. Glory be to God. 
until a little young lad by the name of David showed up. And he was like, uh, what's going on? And everybody was telling him about this giant, about this giant. David took one look at him. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the army of the living God? And, you know, his brothers, they were a little bit put out with him. Uh, they, they, they were like, now, here he comes, starting trouble. He, he's, uh, he's no match for this giant, and he, 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 he can't even do this. He's just a, a young teenager, and we're, we're uh, 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 warriors. We're warriors, and we are skilled warriors. And how is David going to come in here and do something? But David was a man of faith. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, I, I want to describe this giant right now. The Bible says uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 17 that uh, this giant uh, was considered a champion. We're starting at verse 4. And um, this giant was considered a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, and his name was Goliath of Gath. He was his height was six cubits and a span, and that meant that he was well over 10 feet tall. And um, his weaponry, I, I want to uh, uh, go uh, look at this. He, his weaponry, he had a helmet of brass, but I want to remind you, well, I, I'm, I'm just going to go through the pieces that he had. He had a helmet of brass upon his head and was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. He had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. Now, I'm going to tell you the first thing that came to my mind. He was over 10 feet tall, so why why did he need this kind of armor? Nobody was supposedly a match for him, but little did Goliath know he was about to meet his match. Glory be to God. You see, the word of the Lord says, fear not, stand still, and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. Glory be to God. So we don't have nothing to worry about, no reason to be afraid. Just fear not and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, Goliath, Goliath was uh, a giant. He was a giant, but he was no match for God. He had all this stuff on he had a helmet of brass upon his head, but he, it wasn't the helmet of salvation. Glory be to God. He had a coat of mail, and uh, it weighed 5,000 shekels. He had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And his staff, the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. His spear was like his sword, and it weighed 600 uh, shekels of iron. So he had a sword, but it wasn't the sword of the spirit. His loins 
were girt about with a coat of mail, but it wasn't the coat, it wasn't girt about with truth. He had his feet shod and his legs were covered, but it wasn't the preparation of the gospel of peace. He had a shield, but it wasn't the shield of faith. Glory be to God. He had armor. He had weaponry, but it wasn't uh, 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 the weapons of warfare that God has given us. He had weaponry that was carnal. Glory be to God. He did not have the weapon of our warfare, which is mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You see, this Philistine, he had uh, all this man-made stuff. He had all this stuff of the flesh. Glory be to God. But he did not have, glory be to God, hallelujah, uh, the weapon of our warfare, which is prayer and fasting and faith. David had great faith, glory be to God. And, and he did not have uh, the blood of Jesus Christ. And he did not have the name of Jesus Christ, glory be to God in the highest. He did not have uh, the whole armor of God. Glory be to God in the highest. This giant who was an uncircumcised Philistine defying the army of the living God, glory be to God, he did not have. So, in other words, David didn't have any of this stuff. Saul tried to give David his armor, but David said, I, have, I cannot wear this because I have not proven this. You see, we cannot trust in the arm of flesh. We cannot trust in the arm of flesh. The Bible says, lean not to thy own understanding. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He tells us to acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will direct our path. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God suddenly arose and demonstrated his mighty power because God is a mighty man of war. He will fight for his people. His name is El Gabor, the mighty warrior. Glory be to God. We don't fight with our fists anymore. We have been given the weapons of mass destruction, and we, when we use those weapons, God will fight for us. He will show up. Glory be to God. David showed up. Hallelujah. So many times we're too afraid to even show up. Glory be to God. But let us remember that the battle is not ours. It is the Lord. Glory be to God. And though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Glory be to God. I want to go over those weapons of mass destruction again. Love, faith, prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit, worship and praise and the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Glory be to God. I remember one time my car got repossessed and it was an accident. I simply forgot to make the payment. Glory be to God. And those people came and took away my car. Glory, hallelujah. And I had to be in Washington, D.C. that weekend to preach the gospel, and I needed my car. So I called them, and they told me to run to uh, uh, Western Union and, and make the payment quickly. 
And then they said, call us back tomorrow. And after I made the payment, I sat down on my couch and I worshiped the Lord. I began to sing, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And I fell asleep right there on my couch. Later that night, I got up and got in the bed. The next morning, I called those people. And they began to try to give me the runaround. And I told them, I need to speak to your supervisor. And they put her on the phone. I said, ma'am, I accidentally didn't make my car payment. And I said, I paid the money. You told me to pay it. I paid it. Because, you know, they put uh, all these late fees on it. I paid everything they said pay. I said, and uh, 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 I need my car. And that lady said, can you hold on for a minute? That lady put me on hold for about 15 minutes, and she came back to that phone. She said, I want you to write down this address. I wrote it down. She said, can you get there in 15 minutes? I said, yes. I wrote it down and went in 15 minutes and went and picked up my car. I called a pastor friend of mine, and I said, Pastor, I need a ride to get to a certain place. That pastor came and took me, and I had my car back in 20 minutes. But I did not fret over the car. I sat down and worshiped the Lord because he is worthy to be praised. Glory be to God. So we don't war after the flesh. We don't, we don't use fleshly weapons. Goliath was using fleshly weapons, but David had faith. And this is what David said to him. Goliath was shouting out threatening against David. He even cursed David. And David told him, he said, this day, I'm going to take off your head. Glory be to God. He told him, he said, this day, I'm going to take off your head. And the Bible says, he, he said, this is what he said. I'm sorry, I, I said that wrong. He said, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day into the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword nor fear, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give you into our hands. Glory be to God in the highest. The battle belongs to God. The battle belongs to God. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. I don't know what you're going through. But I want to point you in the right direction. The battle belongs to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad that God is in charge. I'm so God, glad that God is fighting for me. I'm so glad that God is a man of war. Because guess what? 
All I got to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and don't be afraid. Glory be to God in the highest. That's all I got to do. That's my part and your part. That means stand still, believe God. Just just watch him work. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that Goliath had told David what he was going to do to him. And, uh, and David told him what God was going to do to him. And then the Bible says that David ran toward the army to meet this Philistine. David did not run from this big giant. David ran to him because David was confident in his God. David knew it was checkmate. David knew that this Philistine had defied the army of the living God. So David ran toward this Philistine. Glory be to God. And we all know the story how David had five smooth stones in a pouch, and David took one of those stones and threw it at that giant, and it hit that giant in the center of his forehead. And the Bible said that it sunk into his forehead. That knocked the giant out. Glory be to God in the highest. I want you to know tonight, giants do fall. It's checkmate. Somebody is dealing with a giant tonight. It looks formidable. He looks impossible. It looks like there's no way around this. It looks like this is over. This is the end. Glory be to God. But I'm here to tell you tonight, speak to that giant. That giant has got to fall. Glory be to God. The Bible says, speak to the mountain and it shall be removed. Glory be to God in the highest. But you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Glory, hallelujah. David ran to that giant. And that rock sunk into his forehead and he fell. That giant came down. Glory be to God. You know, I have seen the giant's Puffing and puffing, talking about they're going to do this and they're going to do that using uh, 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 intimidation tactics. Glory be to God. We call it selling wolf tickets. Glory be to God. Just just bragging about what they're going to do to you. Glory be to God. And David said, let's get this party started. Stop all this talking, giant. Let's get this party started because David knew, I can't lose with the stuff I use. Hallelujah. He knew God is fighting for me. Glory be to God. The battle is not mine, but it's the Lord's. Glory be to God. And David prevailed over that Philistine with a sling and with a stone. And then David smote him and slew him. But there was no sword. David didn't have a single weapon. God was fighting for him. And the Bible says that David ran and stood upon that Philistine and took the giant sword. He took Goliath's own sword and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines, when the rest of them saw what David had done, glory be to God. Let God arise and let your enemies be scattered. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. Glory be to God. God will demonstrate his mighty power. 
Glory, hallelujah. The Egyptians whom you see today, you won't see them again no more forever. Don't you know that was the end of that giant? Nobody else had to contend with him ever again because the Lord fought for them. And all they had to do was hold their peace. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I pray that somebody is encouraged tonight, knowing, knowing that whatever you're facing, I don't know what your battle is, but the Lord will fight for you. All you got to do, fear not. Don't be afraid. Stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight for you, and the enemy that you have seen today, you won't see that demon again no more forever. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And that wasn't just the end of the story. You know, uh, uh, Goliath had some brothers. Glory be to God. And Israel uh, killed his brothers. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So you can't just take out one of them. You got to get them all. Glory, hallelujah. You got to get them all. Glory be to God. That's why when God told the children of Israel to go in and possess a nation or to dispossess a nation, he told them to go in and he said, slay all the women and children and, and slay everybody. And somebody might say, well, well, that's true. Why would they kill those innocent children? Because God knows those children ain't going to stay children. They're going to grow up one day. And they would want to avenge their parents. So God said, wipe them all out. All of them. Wipe them all out. Glory be to God. Why? Because they are not uh, 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 God's people. They are not God's chosen people. And they are coming against God's people. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I often tell this story about having roaches. Hallelujah. When I was young in my apartment, my first apartment, I had roaches. Glory be to God. And one day I, I got tired of living with them roaches. And I, I, I called an uh, uh, exterminator. And I told him, I want you to get these roaches out of here because I'm not going to live with them anymore. And uh, the exterminator sprayed my apartment and got rid of them. But I would have looked very, very foolish if I had said to him, uh, leave this one. I, I kind of like him. I like this little roach. He, he, he's, he's all right. He's, he's a nice roach. Knowing that in that sack inside uh, of the roaches, in that sack, there are so many eggs. It's enough eggs in there to repopulate my whole apartment. So I told the exterminator, get them out of here. I want them all gone because I'm not living with roaches anymore. And that's what he did. He got rid of them, and that's the way we got to get rid of sin. We got to feel the same way about sin. Get rid of it all. You can't have one sin that you like and try to keep it and think everything's going to be all right because the Bible tells us that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So God not only got rid of Goliath, hallelujah, but he went back and he got those brothers of his, because they also were giants, and they they would repopulate uh, uh, that family, glory be to God, and they would have wanted to avenge 
uh, Goliath's death. Glory be to God. But God had hey, cut out a bow shut up. He had brave and 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 mighty warriors that took out all the giants. Took them out. Just took them out. They had to go. Glory be to God. So you can't coexist with the devil. You need not to think that, oh, uh, uh, me and the devil, we're going to get along. He's he going to stay over there, and I'm going to stay over here. No, the devil don't play fair. He's a low-down, dirty dog, and he comes to do what three things, steal, kill, and destroy. But God said, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So I just want to conclude this message tonight. I pray that somebody has been blessed. I pray that you have been encouraged, and I pray that you have heard the word of the Lord. God says, checkmate. Tell the devil, checkmate, because you are not going to fight this battle. This battle is going to be won by the Lord. God's going to arise and demonstrate the immensity of his great and mighty power. He is a man of war. Glory be to God. And he will fight for you. And the enemy that you have seen today, I don't know who this is for. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who's listening tonight. But I want you to know that the enemy that you see today You won't see him again no more forever. Glory be to God. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our uh, web address, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.wallsoffiredeliveranceminn.com. Dot com. Glory be to God. If you have been blessed tonight and you feel led of the Lord to sow into this ministry, especially if you're being fed by this ministry, glory be to God. Hallelujah. If you feel led by the Spirit tonight to sow into this ministry, you can do so by using PayPal or Zelle. And the email address to use to do that is jet245 at msn.com. I invite you to join us for the sweet hour of prayer, Monday through Saturday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The number for our prayer line is area code 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. Again, that phone number for the prayer line is 425-436-6333. Area code seven, I mean, uh, access code 716-5050. Glory be to God. If you would like to call us, you can call us 
at area code 336-830-0601. Our phone number for this ministry is area code 336-830-0601. And I'm going to close with a benediction from Hebrews chapter 13, starting at verse 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. May God richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor signing off.